Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. From the Webby Awards, I'm David Michelle Davies. This is the Webby Podcast. Proud to be for everyone. Yeah! Let's make the world more accessible. Stay awkward, brave, and kind. Be good to one another. Hey there, and welcome back. They say that necessity is the mother of innovation. There's a long list of products, services, and technological innovations that started as ideas because someone needed them to exist. Modern vaccines stem from research done in response to the 1918 flu pandemic. Pilates was invented by circus performer Joseph Pilates while in an internment camp in World War I. And of course, there's the invention of the internet itself, or crowdfunding sites like Kickstarter, which were first popularized by artists and musicians in need. My next guest and his invention share a similar story. In 2015, Hans-Jorgen Wieberg launched the Be My Eyes app to help blind and low-vision people like him with daily tasks. So if they are, say, in the kitchen and can't find the salt, they can put a call onto the app and pretty quickly volunteers arrive and via camera can look around and say, hey, it's a few inches to the left of the sink. Within the first 24 hours of launching in Denmark, 1,000 users and 2,000 volunteers signed up. Today, it's so successful that the app has almost 400,000 low-vision users and over 7 million volunteers and is available in 180 languages. During our chat, I spoke to Hans about the origin story of the app, how they connect their surplus of volunteers to users in need of help, and their new employment initiative to get blind and low-vision people hired. First, Hans dove into what inspired him to pitch the idea 10 years ago. When I presented the idea uh, back in 2012, uh, one of the, the, the judges in, in this competition, she, she said, it just can't be that nobody has done this before. Uh, and I got, whoa, and we started Googling, but we, we couldn't find it anywhere else. So, so we, we kind of had to do it. So, so that's, uh, yeah, that's right. Um, my background is that uh, I am visually impaired myself. I am, I'm not totally blind. Uh, I have retinitis pigmentosa. Um, and so I have this very, very small uh, degree of uh, eyesight. Um, and um, I was, uh, I started out uh, in my life to, I wanted to be a farmer and take over my parents' farm. Uh, but then when I realized I had this uh, eye disease when I was 25, I I had to do something else, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's a long story, but I ended up uh, studying uh, philosophy <laughs> for a number of years, and then I was working for the Danish Blind Association, uh, and okay. in that period of time, I, I got to know a, a lot of uh, low-vision people like myself, and also a lot of blind people. So one day, I, I had this idea, and I, I spoke to some of my blind friends about it, and they said, yeah, that would be nice, and, and then uh, see if you can do it and then uh, yeah that's that's kind of how it started well it sounds like one of those beautifully user generated ideas right which is that it's it's an idea that came from someone like yourself who needed it um and which is you know most of the great ideas out there are because you know it's like it impacts someone directly and they think of it 
Um, did you find that other, were there other low vision or visually impaired people who were already, you know, doing this, maybe not through an app, but just like calling or, you know, that kind of thing? Oh yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. Uh, when, uh, I came up with this idea back in 2012. Uh, and at that time, some of my blind friends were using uh, FaceTime or Skype uh, to call friends and family. Um, and and uh, yeah, one of them uh, even said to me that, but I always have to call someone. And uh, this kind of triggered me to go further uh, with this idea uh, and make sure that we could kind of call a group of people uh, so you didn't have to think about who to call. Then there will always be, be someone. Uh, I remember uh, in the beginning I was saying that we, we can share each other's brothers and sisters. So that was kind of the, the beginning of it. I'm not a, a technical guy myself. Uh, so it was some of the more uh, tech-savvy uh, blind people that were uh, in the forefront of this. And, and funny enough, uh, I have uh, learned that way back maybe even in, in the, the 90s, other blind people has had the same idea, but it was not possible to do it because you had to, to carry around your laptop and, 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 uh, <laughs> and the batteries that were heavy and, and all that. But mm. because of iPhones and, and the fact that Apple has made iPhones accessible for blind people with, with the system called the VoiceOver that is built into any iPhone, then it was suddenly possible to, to do it and we could get the, the volume of, of people who uh, were uh, using this kind of technology and the bandwidth were there and so on. There's so many great internet stories like that as well, right? Which, you know, there's, there's grocery delivery in 1994, but it, it didn't work because, you know, there wasn't enough people who had the internet exactly. yeah, yeah. groceries or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, I want to, so I want to come back to in a second, this overall concept of asking people for help. But before we go there, I just want to take a step back and, and ask a little bit about, you know, what are some of the misconceptions that society has around visually impaired people or, or low, low vision people? And, and just to get a, just to share some perspective, the majority of our listeners, you know, probably aren't low vision or visually impaired. And at the end of the day, probably actually don't have that much connection with somebody who is, you know, maybe sometimes there is, but probably not too much. So I'd love for you to just share some of that. I think one of the most common misconception is that uh, people think that uh, blind people are kind of uh, helpless. Uh, they need a lot of help and, and, and all that. And uh, they, they don't realize how much you can uh, learn. Of course, if you go blind from one day to another, then you will be in, in a really bad position with a, uh, some training and so on. You, you can uh, live a totally normal life and, and, and uh, sighted people get surprised. Uh, oh, how do you uh, cook your uh, food and, and all that? Uh, of course, there's some training going into it, but, but uh, we, we can do a lot more than people <laughs> think. Uh, it's also called uh, ableism um, mm -hmm. that this this misconception but but uh, and I, I and this is one some of the things that I'm super proud about about be my eyes that so many uh, sighted people get their first real interaction with a blind person 
Mm. And very often it is something about uh, cooking and, and something, and, and the blind person just need maybe 20 seconds of uh, assistant uh, reading a number or instruction or uh, just make sure uh, they know what, what they have in their hand and so on. Uh, and then they, they can do the rest of the cooking themselves um, without any uh, problem. <laughs> and and uh, people often get, oh, uh, how do you do that? And so on. So, so we, we also kind of educate uh, the volunteers mm. a little bit about uh, and spread the word that, that we are not <laughs> totally <laughs> helpless. One, one of the things that, that I always uh, <laughs> talk about is that if, if you are in, in, uh, in a workplace and you think there is a position that could be uh, taken by a, a blind or low vision person, uh, you should absolutely kind of uh, push it uh, if, if you have uh, any way to do that because uh, uh, unemployment is uh, staggering uh, among uh, blind and low vision people uh, and there's no reason for that and that is also a misconception uh, that uh, the, the employees they think oh uh, this job need you need to be able to see and then very often the blind person can bring other skills or maybe bring uh, some assistance uh, to the job or something so they can absolutely fulfill the job especially in, in, in bigger work environments uh, then your co-workers get really proud that uh, I, I work at a place where we also have uh, blind people or people in wheelchair and, and uh, everything is working fine and so on. So, mm. so it, it's not only helping uh, the blind person or the yeah other uh, handicaps, uh, but, but simply making uh, the whole uh, workforce more proud of being uh, employed by uh, this, this place where they work. We can come, I want to come back to that in a second. I know that BMIS has been working on some initiatives around the workplace and helping companies and organizations um, bring on visually impaired people and, and low vision people. So we, we've talked about that too. Um, I want to come back to the sort of like beginning of the app um, when you're, you know, you're sort of talking with your friends and, and sharing brothers and sisters. One thing I wanted to ask about, does it become challenging to ask the same people for help? Is there something about having access to lots of people who who want to help but that you might not know that is also freeing or is it just a or is it just really a convenience thing it, it's very different from person to person for but yeah. for most people it, it is very very important not to feel that you are a burden to to someone and, and you right. will uh, when you have called the same uh, sister <laughs> uh, one one time this day then you will uh, do a lot of uh, uh, work around not to call the same person again and, mm -hmm. and that is exactly the strength about be my eyes that you can yeah. uh, you can call 100 times a day and you will not get the same person and and the person you get will, will never know that uh, you asked the same question before uh, but you didn't quite get it or uh, you need to, to uh, uh, yeah uh, train this uh, a few more times or something like that um, and and uh, you can do that uh, all day long if you want to and that is uh, super super important uh, other people feel different about it but I think most people feel that it is not good to call the same person over and over and also the the fact that that you can you can now just be friends with your friends 
you don't kind of have this list of 10 things they, they need to help you with when they come to your house. You can get those, maybe eight of them at least, uh, out of the way using uh, Be My Eyes. Uh, and then uh, you can have them over for coffee uh, and just coffee. <laughs> right. And that's that's also uh, pretty important. Uh, so as you're starting the app, tell me a little bit about the story of how you, the, the origin story of like, okay, you had the idea, but then you have to go out and build it and how did you organize the community and sort of what were the first steps there <laughs> i i had no idea in the beginning i i knew right. it would be possible when i when i had this idea and i spoke to my family about it and we we made a, a facetime call uh, and, and tested it out this is actually doable um and and so so uh, i went to a startup weekend here in denmark uh, at uh, one of the university universities where you, uh, the, the concept is you can basically walk in from the street and then you get one minute to present an idea. And then uh, when all the ideas are presented, then you vote about it. And, and uh, I was lucky that uh, the Be My Eyes idea was uh, voted up. Um, and uh, I had uh, suddenly this uh, team of, uh, we were eight people um and 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 they were all excited about this idea and we worked on it uh, all over the weekend um and um we called people all over the place and and so on and and uh, we we kind of made a, a we couldn't make a, a kind of prototype or anything but we could make a concept around it um and 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 the these eight people uh, most of them uh, were very very active in the first year where we had to raise some money and then when we uh, got some money from uh, one of the uh, biggest foundations here in Denmark, we uh, could actually start hiring uh, coders to, to, to build the, the product. Uh, and that's what we did And uh, in 2015. The app pretty much looked like it, it did in 2015. We tried to make some uh, fuss around the launch, and we also managed to do that, at least in Denmark. And um, suddenly, uh, we, we, we launched on January 15th, uh, 2015 and uh, within the first day we had 1,000 blind people sign up and we were whoa that's that's amazing but we had 10,000 volunteers uh, and within the next two weeks we we uh, we had uh, 10,000 blind people and, and uh, 100,000 <laughs> volunteers um, from all over the world and uh, we were completely blown away by the interest. Um, we had even built in a gamification element for the volunteers, so we could kind of uh, uh, have them uh, stay there and and, and be uh, willing to, to help blind people. But that turned out to be, be not uh, necessary at all. That was uh, absolutely amazing. Also because we, we had spent all the money uh, developing, so we didn't really have a uh, marketing budget to now. We, we have uh, 5.7 million volunteers uh, and almost 400,000 blind people all over the world. I'm not going to do my math fast here. There's something like 11 to 12, 12 times, it looks like, the amount of volunteers as, as users. Mm. And I guess, you know, that at first that seems staggering, but I guess you wouldn't really want one-to-one -one because then there would sort of only be one person in theory every time somebody... No, I, I guess that the, the excess means of, of volunteers means that essentially there's always somebody very quickly available. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I think we uh, most calls is answered within ten to fifteen seconds. Wow. Uh, you see, when you as a blind person request uh, help, 
then we will notify uh, 20 volunteers uh, at the same time because we don't know what they are doing. Um, sure. We only know notify people uh, in, in daytime. Uh, but if you, as a blind person here in Denmark, wants help uh, at three o'clock at night, we don't notify anyone uh, in Denmark mm. three o'clock in the morning. Uh, but then we have uh, not not a whole lot, but we do have uh, Danish-speaking volunteers in in other parts of the world, and then they just get those calls. Uh, and the same goes for uh, if you in, in the U.S. Uh, you you want help uh, four o'clock in the morning. We 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 just ping someone in uh, uh, Australia or New Zealand or England or whatever uh, fits uh, into that time zone. Uh, so we we can help twenty four seven without disturbing our volunteers twenty four seven. And we we match based on uh, your language, of course, and partly on time zone. So language and time zone. And is mm. reading an important part of it too? Is that like if people can read other languages? Yeah, we we asked you to add your native language, uh, mm. but then if you speak a, a second uh, language, you you can add that as well. Uh, and of course, you you need to be able to read it because it's very much reading instructions or uh, finding uh, uh, what is this uh, Christmas card telling, <laughs> and and all that. Uh, so so it's it's super important that you can also uh, read, but but at least uh, speak speak the language. What does a typical day look like for? people who work at Be My Eyes, what are they working on these days? Well, um, we, we get a lot of uh, emails uh, and we are developing uh, new features. And uh, then uh, our business model uh, is taking up quite some, uh, some time. Um, and maybe I should just shortly explain uh, because Be My Eyes is a free app, and and that's very right. important because we uh, on on the first weekend we looked at the numbers and we could see that ninety uh, percent of the blind people in this world they live in uh, India and Africa and China. Wow. Uh, we also realized, okay, we can actually help these people because. Uh, they might not have the the latest uh, uh, iPhone, uh, but but they can have a, a cheap version of Android or a, an old iPhone. Uh, but we cannot charge them ten dollars a month, and, and so we decided sure. that the app and the service should be absolutely free. And and then later on, we came up with with our business plan, which is that you you can call and volunteer, but you can also make a call to uh, Microsoft and Google and. Procter & Gamble and LinkedIn and Spotify and a number of other companies. Uh, and, and you would call their uh, support center. The good thing about that is that it's super easy for you as a blind person to find the number to call because you just open the Be My Eyes app and you go into specialized help. And then you have a list of all the companies you can call. Uh, and when you make the call, we make sure that the call is routed to a employee at let's say google that gets all the calls from the blind person they have like i don't know maybe 10 agents that get all the calls from from blind people all over the world so uh, i mean even before you have asked your question they, they cannot know what you what you're asking uh, because they have maybe answered uh, five thousand calls um, right so so though as a blind person you get way better support and for the support person at Google, uh, they they know what they are talking about, and you mm -hmm. don't get one of the other two thousand uh, support uh, call center workers that that have no clue about uh, 
uh, being blind or what kind of programs you're using or all that. Uh, mm. And they also, uh, the support person also get the video part. So you can actually show uh, why your computer is not working and they can say, okay, you need to reboot or put a check mark somewhere or whatever it is. Um, so so mm. that these companies are so happy about this that they are willing to pay Be My Eyes a monthly subscription to be uh, on our platform, so to speak. Interesting. Mm. So so interesting. So that there it, it allows them to actually provide better service to visually exactly. impaired people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so they, they they step up and and become better companies for uh, also this part of their uh, customers, uh, and we help them do that. Fascinating. So I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm um, reveal some naiveness here. So since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you said 90% of, of visually impaired people are in India, Africa, and... China. I mean, th- those are all also the, I mean, those are very, very populous places. So I, I would imagine some of that is just because, you know, there's a billion people in China and in India, I understand that, but that still seems like a much higher percentage than the total population of those places, I think, that compared to the world. Is that, is that because some, I actually don't know the answer. Why, why is that? You're completely right. It's a simple mathematical fact that I think, yeah, about 90% of the people live in these countries. But also, I mean, I have had a eye surgery. And if you live in India and Africa, you might not be as lucky to get that. So there is a higher percentage of people going blind. Uh, than uh, in 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 US and, and Europe, uh, simply because we have we have better treatments, um, but but the the main reason for this making it free is simply because all these people will most likely not be able to pay a monthly subscription. Yeah. Uh, and we we wanted to uh, to be able to help them if they uh, can get uh, access uh, and and uh, of course we we cannot send uh, uh, smartphones out to, yeah, to all the blind people in the world but but we we can at least do our part to make it uh, possible to 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 get uh, the the support uh, and also we have um, 180 different languages uh, and and sometimes people don't really believe that they, they can get support in their own language many apps are not translated into Danish so we kind of 
I used to. Yeah, we have to do it in English. Uh, but but and and we are super super proud that because we have so extremely many volunteers, we can also provide assistance in your native language. I know there's maybe I don't know two thousand <laughs> languages in the world, uh, but when we have um, hundred and eighty different, uh, I think you have like ninety nine percent of the, the population uh, covered by that. Um, so uh, that's also an, an interesting fact that we have kind of. Uh, yeah, just gotten uh, out of making the app the way we made it. So mm. that's fascinating. Tell me, what have you learned about the volunteers? That's really interesting as well. And uh, I mean, it's one thing really right off the bat is just like how many volunteers there are, and it se- it just seems like there's something to when you actually provide you're providing a way for people. People want to help, but often maybe don't know how. And you're you've like you've really sort of like greased the runway, if you will. You've really made like a very direct, easy way for somebody to help. People are not as bad as we think. <laughs> I strongly believe that uh, most people they they really want to help. I mean, what we have done is that we uh, we kind of encouraged our volunteers to uh, tell about their experience on on Facebook and Twitter, and and uh, not all do that, of course, but but a lot do, and and that is how we have uh, jumped from country to country and mm. from uh, language to language. That is a, a human thing that. Uh, if you are uh, like-minded, you you want to 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 join Be My Eyes as a volunteer. Of course, many of our volunteers have a grandmother or a cousin or some somebody mm-hmm. who is low vision or blind or or something like that. How often, if somebody is a volunteer, how many calls would they expect to get? I mean, if you speak. Hindi and you have Hindi as your mm. uh, primary language. You will get uh, a lot more calls uh, right. than if you speak uh, English. But but uh, you will get like every two three weeks or something. I think uh, would be uh, a normal thing. So, but but some some get a lot more and some get uh, fewer. Hans, I, I mean, only thing it's one thing I just want to say is I do think you should take some credit for it because I I think every many people listening to the podcast can relate to probably seeing somebody in a situation on the street, in the subway, wherever it is, a visually impaired person who maybe it seems like they could use help, but not sort of knowing exactly what to do, you know, not wanting to Mm. go and suppose that they need help and maybe they don't and offend them. And, you know, people get into all sorts of things in their head. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, ultimately what you've done is you've, you've, you've like, you know, you've connected with something that eliminates all those human can, you know, all the things that get in our, get in the way of ourselves from helping each other. And, you know, and it's, it's like, it's an incredible thing when that's not a simple thing to do. So I just, I just want to say it. I think it's pretty amazing. I'm really proud that uh, so many people have their first interaction with a blind person on Be My Eyes. Uh, And I'm absolutely sure that it will be easier for those person to approach uh, a real blind person, so to speak, yeah. uh, in, in real life, uh, because, oh, oh I, I have done this before. Um, and and uh, they even have a kind of a way to, to break the ice and say, I'm a volunteer on Beam My Eyes and uh, do you need any help or yeah. uh, something like that. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's an incredible education mm. initiative at the same time. It is, yeah, really, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, so tell me a little bit, so... You know, I think it sort of segues into some of the other work that you're doing. You talked about what you're doing with some of these tech companies and, you know, helping, you know, figure out how visually impaired people or low vision people can contact them more easily. Um, But you're also working on trying to help companies who want to 
hire visually impaired people and, and low vision people. And some of that is by the education that you've done overall um, through Be My Eyes. Maybe it's because I'm uh, almost blind myself, but, but <laughs> I think it, it's it's just annoying that uh, so many blind people cannot get, get a job uh, because I know totally blind people having a job and doing really, really well. Uh, and I'm sure uh, a lot more could do that. Um, so, so we have uh, made a system called Be My Eyes for Work, where you, because I wouldn't recommend to use Be My Eyes at work because you are calling a random stranger, mm. uh, and and maybe you are you have some information in your workplace that you don't kind of want to, to share it, uh, right. anywhere. Um, but but you can you can use a kind of a, a closed system where you call uh, maybe yeah twenty uh, colleagues um, and. and 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 because we we can you can have uh, five or ten or you can have a uh, HR department and uh, um, uh, 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 factory uh, floor or whatever um, uh, as a group in in, in this system, uh, so you can easily get help from the group of people that uh, you and your boss has agreed that you can give a call once in a while. Um, and, and that would mean that you as a blind person can get assistance from your colleagues and not only the guy sitting next to you. Uh, so so it's super, super easy for you to ask for help without revealing any uh, company uh, uh, secrets out there. And, and, and it's also easy for your colleagues to it's not the same person every time, and, right. and they they can just ignore the call like uh, the volunteers can if they are busy. Uh, but because you notify uh, uh, twenty people, uh, most likely one of them will will have time, uh, and 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 over time you will have your own kind of little uh, support group, um, and uh, yeah. So so that's uh, how we find out that we can kind of use the technology we have and with a little uh, a few tweaks we we can make it uh, available for somebody at a workplace uh, so, mm. are there other initiatives or other ways you're thinking about using the platform to overall support visually impaired peoples based on all the stuff you learned so far well i i do have uh, this uh, it's not uh, in the works or anything, but I have this uh, dream that we can make the Be My Eyes platform into a kind of a university where where blind people can teach each other uh, uh, tips and tricks and, and uh, uh, how do you do your cooking and uh, and all all that and uh, maybe even uh, we can learn braille from each other or we can have some mobility uh, tips and tricks and and so on um, because. A lot of blind people learn most of their blind skills from other blind people, um, and uh, we can. Uh, I mean, here in Denmark, we have a tremendous system of uh, O and M, uh, O and M trainers, and all that, but they don't have that in all countries. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that we can we can teach each other a lot, also uh, remotely. Um, so what, so what that's, that's one trainers? of the things that, that uh, uh, mobility. Yeah, the, the, when you when you get a a, a guide dog or a white cane, then you need some training to, uh, yeah, to navigate uh, it in the right way and and uh, yeah, especially uh, cooking and and all that, um, you need to to learn and just 
even though Apple has, and also iPhone now, or I mean uh, Android phones are uh, accessible, there's still some learning before you truly master uh, to to navigate your uh, uh, iPhone or Android phone as a blind person. It takes some training, mm. um, and there's a lot of uh, things that that you need repeated that you can go to a, a two-day um, introduction uh, but then when you go home you have kind of forgotten half of it uh, and you need a brush up once in a while uh, and i think we could pretty easily kind of facilitate that um so you can uh, oh well, how do i do this and, and, and we, we there's all kind of uh, groups on facebook and, and so on but we would like to uh, facilitate that. Tell me a little bit about some of the questions people ask. You've sort of referenced cooking a little bit. That sounds like a really common one. I, my guess is it's like read it, some some comment. There's some popularity around asking about ingredients or reading recipes. Probably. What are? Tell me about that. And what are some of the other like b- bigger, most more common questions that people are asking, or help they're asking for? Well, uh, it's uh, I don't again. I don't really have a percentage, but I think the. The majority of our uh, calls are absolutely within the house and mm. and most likely in in the kitchen. Okay. Uh, but people drop something on the floor and you you could start crawling around. Uh, but that can take quite a while. Or you can call a volunteer and and uh, and, and simply find it. Uh, and and you can uh, make sure that you have the the clothes on that you want to and it's clean and uh, the socks have the same color and and the shoes have the right color and so on and um, we even have uh, uh, girls who are using be my eyes to check their makeup uh, because that can be a little tricky Um, and and you just want to make sure that it it sits where where you want it to Um, and and also, uh, when you are out and about, uh, you are trying to find the right shop. Uh, you kind of know it, it's here, but, but you don't know if it's the one uh, after McDonald's or the next one. Uh, and then, uh, But you, you can uh, walk down the street and then you can use BMI to locate the door and, 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 uh, and find the right shop and so on. And even out shopping, people are sometimes using BMI to, to find right. And if they cannot find a a real person to, to help them then and they kind of know where it is and and uh they they can use be my eyes to uh, to do the shopping uh, and then of course uh some computer issues and and all that uh technology we have when, when uh, sometimes your uh, television needs to be reprogrammed uh and <laughs> uh, i don't know why but that happens sometimes uh and that can be really uh, a pain uh, to do that. Uh, and, and these uh, uh, dialogues that are on the, the, your television is not accessible for a blind person. But with the Be My Eyes, uh, you can you can even be lucky to find someone with the same kind of television um, and they can guide you to uh, having reset your, the channels on, on your television. And, and that, that would be a more specific one, you can say, but, but then... All right. kind of uh, uh, in in the house things, uh, adjusting the uh, temperature on your air condition or uh, something like that. That's not uh, that's kind of a display with, with some uh, uh, touch buttons, and and it's completely impossible to to adjust the temperature. 
And mm. uh, I use it myself when I'm at a hotel room um, and, and I'm checking out. I try to make sure that I have gotten uh, everything uh, packed down, but always <laughs> there's something lying around or a charger in, in, uh, in the wall or something. Um, so also for that kind of uh, things, or even finding the, the elevator when, when you kind of leave the room and try to get down to the lobby and, and, and um, yeah, so, so. Uh, and that and that some of those are like a new kind of problem, right? Because it, it used to be that like a thermostat where you control the temperature, you know, is a dial in the house. And yeah, yeah. It's the same all the time. <laughs> and you probably could get a feel for how to turn it. But now mm. with displays, when the display changes, you know, there's no way of like knowing what the display is, right? It's like a whole new set of, of, of challenges for visually impaired people. One of the things that... Um, uh kind of annoyed about is uh, washing machines these days. I remember my mother's first dun, 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 right. <laughs> washing machine, right? Uh, but now it's also a display and, yeah. and, um, uh, and you have no way to do that as a blind person. Right. People are using again and again and again, be my eyes to turn on their washing machine. So fascinating. One thing I, I just, it's just, as I'm thinking here, I just want to ask you about was, do you feel like understanding Maybe it hasn't changed in the world, but maybe maybe it's changed at least with you. Understanding about what what the biggest problems and challenges that visually impaired people face, given all the questions that you now get, is like is that different than you thought it was? Like, because I would imagine that like you know you have your own experience, but you know, and it's probably some perspective on what was hardest for you. But now you get questions from you know people in india and people in china and it's you know now you have a very broad lens into all the challenges that visually impaired people are facing <laughs> well um the ingredients are different but the issues are the same sure. <laughs> uh, so it's still about uh, cooking and the finding things you have dropped on the floor so so i don't really think i have personally been super surprised mm. i have been surprised about some funny and and uh, um, creative way to use be my eyes but but the the, the main issues is pretty much the same all over the world. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'll, we'll wrap up the last question I want to ask you is just like, what do you think some of the biggest policies or what are the, some of the biggest changes governments and culture in general could make that would have, that would have a big impact and in, in make, make the world more accessible? Oh, that's a good question. <clears throat> but we, we need to realize that uh, the world simply is getting uh electronic or digital or and and that is a hurdle for a lot of blind and low vision people yeah. um and uh, and there needs to be some uh, laws and regulations and there uh, need to be some policing of uh, the, <laughs> the laws and regulations that are in place we don't get too much behind uh, in in Denmark we we are very uh, much digital um, and 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 it's it's very obvious that uh, there needs to be uh, requirements for um, the at least the, the public systems that they are accessible uh, and that uh, is 
that's super super important because that is also how we are working also as a blind person uh, working from home and working uh, on a computer and and if if these systems are not accessible uh, then suddenly there is a lot of jobs that you cannot uh, do accessibility uh, on uh, online is super 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 important and of course also in in the physical world but 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 that that hasn't changed that much. But but the digital world is mm. uh, uh, lagging behind, I believe, right. uh, and is getting more and more important. Hans Jorgen Weber, he's the founder of Be My Eyes. Thank you so much for joining us on the Webby Podcast. It was great to connect with you and get to chat. Congratulations on on all the work, and thank you for all the work. I, I know that it's it's you know so depended on and loved throughout the globe. Thank you and congratulations. Thank you. And thank you for the award. <laughs> that was, that, it was absolutely amazing. Thank you so much to Hans for the chat and for all the work everyone behind Be My Eyes has done connecting low vision people with the help they need. As he mentioned, Be My Eyes is focusing on their business initiative to solve prevalent unemployment in the blind and visually impaired community. You can learn more about that at BeMyEyes.com. The app is available to download in the App Store and Google Play. For more information about the Webby Awards, please visit us at webbyawards.com or find us on most social platforms at The Webby Awards. If you like our podcast, we'd be grateful if you took a moment to give us a rating or review. It really helps other listeners find our show. You can reach me on social at DMD Likes. Our editor is Kate Mishkin. Our editorial lead is Jordana Jarrett. Our producer is Cecilia Betzel. Music is Poddington Bear. Claire Graves is our president. I'm your host, David Michelle Davies, and this is The Webby Podcast. 